Okay, boy, that was an outstanding uh, choir, outstanding talk from Dr. Cordova. So, uh, so Dr. Cordova talked about um, stem cell therapy and gene therapy for Parkinson's. My job is just to present you a few slides. I, I, ju I just combed the literature and tried to see what's, what's going on uh, with uh, stem cell therapy and gene therapy and other movement disorders uh, outside of Parkinson's. There's really not much. In fact, this is one of the questions I asked Dr. Cordova, uh, whether, whether, uh, whether there was much action you know, in the arena outside of Parkinson's. And he, and he currently said, no, there's none. So, and true enough, there's really not much out there. So, but let me just highlight a few things that I found in literature. For instance, uh, um, many of my patients that have been diagnosed with Parkinson's and then uh, down the road uh, turn out not to be levodopa responsive, turn, turn out to have multiple system atrophy. And one of the things we look for uh, in, in their uh, MRIs uh, when we do this, especially in the more advanced uh, stages, is this so-called hot cross bun signs. So if you use your imagination and imagine a breakfast bun right there, you see a cross, right? You see a cross right there. And, and, and this is something we see in MSA, and we don't see this in Parkinson's disease. So in Parkinson's, the MRI is normal, except in more advanced cases when, you know, the brain just shrinks uh, all over, so-called diffuse atrophy. But in MSA, they distinctly have this, this atrophy, which is more focused in the pons and, and, and the cerebellum. So... Uh, back in 2012, you know, there was, there was a randomized trial of mesenchymal stem cells, uh, in MSA. And, um, it was not a big study. There were 33 patients. Uh, mainly they did the, the type of patients called MSAC. So there's two types of MSA. One that looks like Parkinson's is called MSAP. And the, and these are the kind of patients that are really full, even the best movement specialists is, uh, especially in the first five years. And some of these MSA patients may be levodopa responsive in the beginning, especially their tremors. And here's the kicker. Some of them even developed levodopa-induced dyskinesias, and some of them have even made it to deep brain stimulation. But MSAC is a different animal, though. So these patients, even from the get-go, have a lot of ataxia or incoordination or what we call cerebellar signs. So, so they did uh, patients on... Uh, 33 patients with MSAC, and they, they, gave, they gave the stem cells either intravenously, intravenously or through the artery, or, uh, and then there was a group uh, that was uh, placebo. And what they found was that those that were treated with uh, the mesenchymal stem cells had a slower deterioration in comparison uh, uh, to placebo. And then if you do uh, metabolic PET scans, uh, what they found was the, the cerebral glucose metabolism, as well as the gray matter density. And you, you do this through just regular imaging, uh, MRI imaging at one year. Uh, both of these were worse in placebo compared to MSC. So there seems to be you know, a little bit of uh, a response, uh, at least uh, short term. And then this was followed later on, uh, seven years later, by... Uh, a study that was headed by Singer and Alfred Mayo. And this involved 24 MSA patients, and they gave anywhere from 10 to 200 million adipose-derived uh, autologous uh, stem cells. And these were, these were derived from their fat. And then the, the stem cells were, were uh, introduced uh, through a, a spinal tap into their fluid. And then what they found was that, uh, true enough, the rate of progression was slower in those that received the stem cells versus those uh, uh, that uh, were match uh, historical controls. And then uh, what about ongoing studies? Uh, for those with MSA, are there ongoing studies in the U.S.? And the answer is yes. 
So there's this uh, ongoing phase two study at the Mayo Clinic. Not here, though. You'd have to go to Rochester, right? And uh, this started in 2021. It's, it's going to run until 2025. And they plan on enrolling 76 patients. I'm, I'm not sure how many patients they've enrolled so far, given that this, this kind of started uh, you know, in the middle of the pandemic. At least they wanted to start in the middle of the pandemic. But they want, pages, uh, they want patients in ages between 30 and 70 with a, a clinical diagnosis of probable MSA. Uh, and this is where a movement specialist or a neurologist that dabbles in Parkinson's and MSA will probably say, yep, you've got MSA, uh, at least in, uh, clinically based on the criteria. And they want patients that are still able to uh, walk unaided for about at least 50 yards or more and patients with no dementia. So they plan on doing three groups. So uh, one where they'll introduce 25 million stem, um, mesenchymal stem cells into the fluid in your back uh, every six months, times four treatments. And then the second group, the same deal, every six months times two treatments and the third group will be placebo um, and then they're trying to monitor the scale called the umsa uh, msars which is a scale very similar to what we use in parkinson's except that it's more specific for msa patients and they're looking for the, the change from baseline to 12 months and then what about PSP? So again, uh, even more disappointed. There's really not much going on in PSP. I just found, you know, just a couple of, of case reports. Uh, and, and PSP patients can also mimic a Parkinson's, especially in the beginning. So one of the highlights of PSP is that they have limitation of eye movement. So if you notice this cartoon over here, uh, patient makes, uh, goes, is made to look to the left. That's fine. Patient is made to look to the right. Uh, fine as well. But if you make the patient look up, I mean, up, oops make uh, look them uh, make them look up and more so look down they're not able to track or move their eyes and so this is this is something that we see in more advanced uh, cases of psp which which can be absent in the beginning so there's just two case reports on psp so uh and both were outside of the u.s so there was this 71 year old gentleman from korea korea with psp treated with five uh, IV infusions and four interthecal infusions meaning fluid in the back uh, with uh, autologous adipose tissue-derived stem cells. And over six months, they thought that the PSP rating scale improved uh, gradually, and the balance of the patient improved uh, as well. And there was a separate uh, case report uh, more recently uh, from China with severe PSP. This time, they took the stem cells from the uh, umbilical cord, and his neurological symptoms seemed to have uh, 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 been reduced in terms of deterioration, rate of deterioration. And his muscle rigidity apparently improved. And he still remains alive uh, for more than eight years, uh, which is, which is uh, quite remarkable since PSP is a, uh, is a more rapidly progressive disease. What about essential tremor? Uh, really nothing uh, as far as uh, the uh, literature is concerned. Uh, I also checked the clinicaltrials.gov. Uh, uh, really nothing going on in the arena of essential tremor for stem cells and gene therapy. And then uh, Huntington's disease, uh, uh, the very first one uh, was, was done in Brazil. This was in 2017 versus, uh, you know, just to find out whether it was safe. And then short, to turn up, it was. It was a, a very small study. And then this was followed by a phase two uh, a triple blind placebo controlled study. And they found out that it is the higher dose of stem cells that work. And now there's an ongoing study, a phase two extension uh, uh, study, 24 months, uh, a, which will include 35 subjects. And, and, but that's in Brazil, though. And then what about in the U.S.? So there is an ongoing phase one, phase two randomized double-blind sham control study uh, for, um, for uh, RAAV um, 
MIHDT total Huntington gene lowering therapy, they call it AMT130. Uh, this is a form of uh, gene therapy uh, that lowers the so-called Huntington protein, which accumulates uh, in, in uh, patients with Huntington's and causes the brain cells to die, especially in the Caldet. And this is ongoing in University of Alabama. And apparently, it will also be recruiting in Tucson very soon. So, so uh, let's, let's see what, what happens in the next uh, few months or years. What about cerebellar ataxia? Uh, nothing going on um, uh, as far as trials are concerned, uh, either stem cells or gene therapy in the U.S. Um, however, um, in China, if you want to travel to China, well, southern China, it's not very cold there. In Hunan, uh, there's a there's an ongoing trial for SCA1, SA2, SA3, and SSA6, uh, and this, they, they plan on recruiting 45 patients. They plan on giving the stem cells either IV versus introducing the fluid in the back, uh, and then of course it's going to be a control group, and they're followed for about 12 months. So I guess if you if you decide to participate in this, you'd have to be there for 12 months, I guess, huh? Um, and then, and finally, uh, for dystonia, as, uh, and I, I checked the literature for focal dystonia, especially cervical dystonia, blepharospasm, uh, really nothing going on uh, in, in that arena as well.